Hello and welcome to the Redeeming Love Bible broadcast. My name is Phil Duddy, evangelist with Grace Baptist Tabernacle of King, North Carolina. And I thank you so much for joining me for the first episode of our Bible preaching series here on the program. And today we are going to be in John chapter 3, and we're going to be looking at an interaction that Jesus had with a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus. So if you have your Bible available to you, please do turn over to John chapter 3. And let me start reading the word here at verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. See, we're going to be focusing on this interaction that Nicodemus had with Jesus. And Nicodemus, the Bible tells us here, he was a ruler of the Jews. And he approaches Jesus, and the Bible says that he comes by night, and he says to him, Rabbi, he, he calls him teacher. We know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. See, Nicodemus had heard about Jesus prior to this conversation, and uh, the word we implies that there was a group of them. They got together and they drew some conclusions about Jesus and they came to some things that were, humanly speaking, pretty favorable. They said that, well, he does all these miracles and God must be with him. For, you know, if God wasn't with him, he wouldn't be able to do the miracles. So he must be a good teacher. He, he must come from God. He must be legitimate in that sense. And so let me go by night to him. Let me go and... Let's just sort of see who he is. Let's see what he's all about. And so Nicodemus comes here, and, he's, and he comes already having some conclusions about Jesus Christ. And about 95% of the people I interact with and uh, the people in our church uh, we interact with, most people have their own conclusions about Christ already. And Nicodemus sort of comes in uh, with his conclusions. And Nicodemus, see, Nicodemus comes to Jesus as a natural man, as a normal, regular man. And he comes to Jesus, and he asks him these, and he greets him as a man. But Jesus answers him, and when Jesus interacts with him, when Jesus interacts with anybody, Jesus is Lord. Nicodemus acts, interacts with Jesus as a man. Jesus interacts with Nicodemus as Lord. And Jesus answers Nicodemus as Lord. And he says in verse 3, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Except a man be born again. You see, Nicodemus was a very, very religious, he was a very educated man, and he was in a place of high esteem. And he thought Jesus was a good teacher, yet Nicodemus has this need. Despite his education, despite his position, and despite his favorable opinion of Jesus, Nicodemus has this certain need. His religious efforts, his opinion of Jesus, his standing, they are not sufficient 
to cover his natural sin, his sin. He cannot cover his own sin, and none of us can. You see, Nicodemus had, had a religious pedigree. He had a religious ed- education. He was active in religion. But all of that could not answer his sin. All of that could not cover his sin. All of that could not erase the fact that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and Nicodemus is no exception. You see, Nicodemus comes and he interacts with Jesus as a man, and Jesus interacts with Nicodemus as Lord, and Jesus focuses in immediately on the primary need of this man standing in front of him. You must be born again. And Jesus says, Verily, verily, truthfully, truthfully, I say unto thee, I, Jesus, say unto you, from my position as Lord, from my position as the one who knows you, from my position as the one who loves you, from my position as the one who created you, from my position as the one who wants you to repent and come to me, Nicodemus, you need to be born again. You need to be born again. And if you're lost today, if you don't know Jesus today, and you're listening to this program, that is your primary need as well. Your primary need is not to clean up your life. Your primary need is not to get your behavior under control, you know, stop drinking, stop smoking, stop cussing, stop swearing, get back into church, et cetera, and so forth. Now, those are all humanly really good things. At the same time, they're not your primary need because if a lost man, if a man who doesn't know Jesus, who's not covered in the blood, whose sins are not forgiven, who doesn't believe Jesus, who's not born again, if a lost man stops drinking, all he's done is stop drinking. If he stops smoking, all he's done is stop smoking. Lost woman, if she cleans up her language, that's all, all she's done. She's cleaned up her language. And that might be really good. At the same time, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't save you. In the eyes of God, you're still as lost as, as anybody else. Uh, whether you're moral or whether you're, you're not so moral, it's, it's not your behavior that deals with your sin. It's Jesus who deals with your sin. And that's what, that's what he's getting at here. You see, Nicodemus was a very, very re- religious man. At the same time, he had this need in his life, this need for God to do something in his life. You see, Nicodemus did a lot. And I know a lot of people who have done a lot, a lot of people who have, um, who have really changed their behavior, who have you know, uh, broken addictions and, and things like that. But at the same time, there, there's still this need because it's not what you do and what you don't do. That's not what saves you. It's Jesus who saves you. You see, in, in a lost person's life, Jesus has to do something. A lost person can do any, anything they want to, but, it, but that's not what saves them. That's not what saves. It's not your works that save you. It's not the things that you do and, and the things that you don't do that save you. It's, it's Jesus who saves you. And that's what you need if you're lost and dying today. If you're lost, dying, and going to hell today, that's what you need. You need Jesus. You do not need a behavior intervention. You need Jesus. He, it's Jesus and Jesus alone who saves you. And that's what, and that's what he's getting at here in the life of Nicodemus. And he says, verily, verily to Nicodemus, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Except a man be born again, except Jesus do this thing in your life, you can't see the kingdom of God no matter what you do and no matter what you don't do. And, and it's the simple word of God. 
And Nicodemus saith unto him, you see, Nicodemus answers them back. This is a conversation. How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Um, he, ans he asks a very, very normal, natural question. How? What are you talking about, Jesus? I don't understand. I don't understand. All I know is what I do and what I don't do. But what you just said, I've never heard anything like that before in my life. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. And what Nic Nicodemus' reaction is the same reaction of, of so many people out there today. So many people out there today that hear the Word of God, they hear it preached, and they hear things like this, you must be born again. A lot of people respond with, well, I just don't get it. I've never heard it that way before. I've never heard just the, the plain, simple preaching of the Bible before. I've heard a lot about get your life straight. I've heard a lot about be a better dad, be a better mom, be a better employee, be a better employer. Um, I've, I've heard a lot, about, um, a lot about eating habits. I've heard a lot about um, how to manage your money. Uh, but, but I've never heard this. I've never heard, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. I've never heard that before. I've heard work really hard. I've heard, um, I've heard do the right things and um, don't do the wrong things. I've heard dress a certain way. I've heard sing certain songs. I've heard read certain books. I've heard listen to certain people. I've heard vote for certain candidates. Uh, but, but I've never heard, um, I've never heard somebody say, say, you know, Jesus says you need to be born again. I don't get that. I don't understand that humanly. I don't have any reference point for that in my life. It's a common question. And so Nicodemus answers this, and then here, you know, amen, do not miss this. Jesus continues to speak to him. Jesus continues to speak to Nicodemus. You see, Nicodemus answered Jesus. He brought everything he had to the table. And Nicodemus, for all of his good religious stuff, is still, is still a fallen sinner, and he's talking to holy. He's talking to the living God Himself, Jesus Christ, fully God, fully man. He's talking to the Lord, and look at the heart of the Lord here. The, the Lord just doesn't say forget, forget you. You don't get it. Forget you. I'm moving on. But no, no. Jesus answered. Jesus answered. Jesus answered. Jesus answered. Jesus answered. Hallelujah. Jesus answered. And we all and we all better shout for glory right there, you know, for the glory of God, because he answered, because he spoke. See, Nicodemus said, How? And Jesus answered him. And that is a and that is a, is a staggering act of love and mercy. And Jesus answered, and this is what he said. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. You see, flesh is fallen. You know, Jesus is referring to and that which is born of flesh is flesh. Uh, you, me, Everybody throughout history, everybody who, who will be born, we're all born into sin. You know, because Adam fell in the garden, we all fell. Because Adam sinned and we were in Adam, 
uh, the entire human race from that point on, every single one of us is a natural born sinner. And we have this, we have this thing and we, we can't help but sin. Everything that we do is fallen and, and it falls so short of God's holiness, falls so, so short of God's goodness. I, um, you might be able to compare yourself to some people and say, well, I'm a little more moral than them. They're a little bit less moral than me. Um, but, but still, you know, even the best of us in our own strength and our own intellect and our own will and our own morality, uh, we all fell, we all fall so short of God. We all sin and we can't help it. Um, you know, I've got, uh, I've got a couple daughters at home and, and I did not have to teach them how to be dishonest, um, how to tell lies. I did not have to teach them how to disobey mom and dad and how to disobey what we say to them. I didn't have to teach them how to throw temper tantrums and things like that and take things that don't belong to them. Um, I didn't have to do that. And nobody ever had to teach me how to do those things either. It just naturally comes out of us. Now, that's who we are. We're born in, we're born in sin. And that's why we need a Savior. See, that which is born of flesh is flesh, and that's all it will ever be on its own. But that which is born of spirit, you know, listen to this, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. Jesus is saying, Nicodemus, you don't understand, but this makes perfect sense. That which is born of, of flesh is flesh. It's fallen. And it can't be anything other than fallen. It can't be anything other than sinful. It can't be anything other than wicked and full of iniquity because it's born of flesh. But this is what Jesus is talking about here, that, that, that there's this other birth. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. That which is born of the Spirit, capital S, is spirit. God has to do something. God has to do something that no fallen, wicked, human sinner can do. No matter how much you might try to get your life right, no matter how much you might try to clean yourself up, no matter how much you might try to be better, to do better, to think better, to be more successful, no matter how, how much you might try, no matter how much you might strive, blood, sweat, and tears cannot do this. Education cannot do this. You can't, in yourself, make yourself good in the eyes of God. God has to do something for you. That's why Jesus says, Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. You know, see, in the eyes of God, from the perspective of God, from the viewpoint of God, and that's the only viewpoint that really matters, from the, in the eyes of God, even a, even a really, really quote-unquote nice, good, kind, lost man, woman, or child is still that lost man, woman, or child. Until they repent, until they turn, until they're humbled, until they're really convicted, until they, until they run to Jesus, and until they cry out in a humble saving, in, in humble saving faith, until they confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in their heart that God raised him from the dead, and God responds by, by doing this. In their life, God, God responds by giving them this second birth, if you will, in their life. Until they come to Jesus, and until they put their faith in him, until they put their trust in him, until his blood that he shed is applied to them, 
until they put their faith in that in him and and he's and he faithfully does that work of saving their soul from hell then they're just as lost as anybody else no matter how much they tried no matter how moral they are you see in a sense it's an insult to god because jesus christ came and he shed his his precious blood for you he shed his precious blood for for a person who's lost and for a person who's sinful to in the in the face of what God did in sending Jesus Christ, and we'll and we'll get to that later on the program, but in the face of of everything that God did in sending His only begotten Son to die a criminal's death on the cross, you see, Jesus Christ knew no sin. Jesus Christ was and is perfect. He is holy. He is good, but He took all the sin of the world upon Himself. You say, you know, John the Baptist said, well, behold, the Lamb of God takes away the sin of the world. See, Jesus took the sin of the entire world upon himself, and that includes your sin. That includes my sin. That includes everybody's sin. But he took it all upon himself. And he took the entire wrath that God has upon sin upon himself. He shed his blood and he, and he laid down his life on the cross. And on the third day, hallelujah, he rose up again from the grave. But hallelujah, he said, you know, no man takes my life from me. I have the power to lay it down. I have the power to pick it up again. And he picked it up again on that third day. And he's alive today. And for somebody to come up to Jesus and say, well, Jesus, I see everything that you did. I see every, I hear everything that you said, but, but Jesus, in the face of everything that you did, but I am a pretty good person. Yeah, sure, I've told, I've told some lies, but I don't tell them anymore. Sure, I used to get drunk. I used to get high. I used to be on heroin and cocaine and everything like that. Yeah, I used to be on every pill on the planet, uh, but I don't do it anymore. Um, you know, I, I used to be really lazy, and now I have this job. I used to be really greedy, and now I'm happy with what I have. Uh, Jesus, um, I, I, under, I understand that... You lay down your life because I'm a sinner in the eyes of God, and hallelujah, God loves me and wants me to be saved. I understand that, that that is your will for my life to come to you and put my faith in you and, and, and for you to save me and give me your spirit and bless me with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places and take me from being an enemy of God to a friend of God. Um, yeah, and, that, and that's all great, Jesus. But I'm a pretty good person. I, I go to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. I go on short-term missions trips. I give my money. I do this. I do that. You know, I'm, you know, I'm a deacon or I'm a greeter or I lead a small group or, or what have you. Jesus, I've got it all together. I understand that you laid down your life, but I don't need it because I'm already good. You see, a lot of people do that. A lot of people talk to God that way. A lot of people view God that way. And it's trampling on the blood of Jesus Christ. And it's demonstrating that the righteousness of people, of fallen sinful people, really truly is as a filthy rag to God. It's, it's, it's filthy. Because it completely denies everything that Jesus did. And friend, if you're there, um, um, you're not the only one who's there. 
you know, I've, I've encountered a lot of people and um, of the people I've seen saved in the ministry, about 97, 98% of them have had extensive church backgrounds, but they all needed the blood of Jesus Christ. Not a single one of them, not a single one of them that was saved. Um, I mean, they had religious backgrounds. A couple of them were in the ministry, um, but, but they all needed Jesus Christ in this way because they were offering up their own works as good. And that, um, that friend, um, and, you know, and hear this in love, it's really an insult to God. But hallelujah, God keeps on speaking. God keeps on showing mercy. God keeps on, he's long-suffering. He doesn't tolerate sin, but he's long-suffering toward it because he wants you to be saved. You know, a lot of people ask, well, what's the will of God for my life? What does God want for me? I want to know. And if you're lost today, God wants you to be saved. God wants you to be saved and, and saved from what? Uh, saved from his wrath upon your sin. You know, friend, you know, answer, you know, ask yourself, um, take an inventory of your life. Have, have you told one lie in your life? Have you, have you said one thing in your life that's not true? Well, God hates a lying tongue. And all liars will have their part in the lake which burneth the fire and brimstone. Have you taken anything that doesn't belong to you? Have you stolen? Well, no thief shall inherit the kingdom of God. Have you honored your father and your mother all the time? Because in the Ten Commandments, God says, Honor thy father and thy mother. You know, friend, um, it's, as I said before in the program, it's not what you do and what you don't do. But all of those things, that lie that you told, that, that thing, that urge that you had to steal, that rising up against your parents, that came from your heart. That came from your will. That came from your desire. That, that was you. That's what you wanted. And that's what you pursued. And that's what you did. That came from somewhere. You know, Jesus says it, it came from the heart. It's out of the heart that comes murder and blasphemy, all, all manner of sin. It, it comes out of your heart. And at the same time, you know, God's angry with the wicked every single day. At the same time, he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And he wants you to be saved. And so don't, don't deny that, friend. But cry out to be saved. You know, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you shall be saved. And he won't, he won't despise the cry of somebody who's humbled before him. He won't despise the cry of somebody who, who hears what he says and, and, and believes it and, and is just truly convicted and, and just, um, and just all, all broken up because of their sin. He won't despise that. Put your faith in him. Cry out to him. Confess through your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And the Bible says you shall be saved. And this is the end of our first broadcast. Um, as I said before, um, there will be more to come on this series. I believe there are two more parts in the series that we'll be doing on John chapter 3. And I invite you to um, join, join me with them. Um, find them on the internet or on the radio, however you're going to be listening to us. But I am glad that you're listening to us. Please do reach out to us. Um, we would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear who you are and where you are and exactly what God is doing in your life. And redeemingthelost at iCloud.com is our email address. That's redeemingthelost at iCloud.com. And as I said at the top of the program, 
I am with uh, Grace Baptist Tabernacle, and we're a, a little Baptist church. We're located in King, North Carolina. GBTMinistries.com is the church website. And if you're in the uh, Piedmont Triad area, then please do. Uh, we would love to have you visit one of our services. Please check out our website for service locations and times. That's GBTMinistries.com. And you can get in touch with us uh, through there as well. We'd love to meet you in person. Uh, this has been the Redeeming Love Bible Broadcast. The Lord bless you and thank you so much for listening.